0: Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Digital Coach. I'm your host, Ben Kamara. And this week I touched base with a good friend of mine, Richie Norton. You may know him as the Strength Temple. Now, Richie's been building his online business for over five years now, but in a very different way to the usual fitness exercise programs or tip talking about diet, uh, um, which is mostly seen obviously within the fitness realm. He talks a lot about well-being, wellness. And how we can really focus on creating a sustainable lifestyle that's a better well-being place for us all. So I hugely enjoyed this opportunity to speak to him and also we dived into how he started and what took him down the journey of not only starting to get into well-being but also how he started to build that digital business looking at these, let's call them niches. Hope you enjoy the episode and as always uh, stay healthy. Right, we are live. So, Richie, how you doing? I am really well, mate. Thank you very much. It's good to see you, mate. I haven't seen you for God knows how long. It's got to be near on a year, surely. Yeah, I was trying
1: to figure it out because I know we failed to link up in London twice, at least. Yeah. It just, We just got foiled. Being busy, busy people, but obviously I think dodging lockdown rules as well didn't really help matters. <laughs>
0: Was it? I'm just trying to think when we did have a beer. Was it this year? No, must have been. No.
1: No. No. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you I go. I can't That's think when it went where it would have won. I don't think I can't think when it was. I only came to London twice.
0: I think it was shortage,
1: if I'm honest, mate. Um, and that oh, unless it was the very beginning of 2020 before it all kicked yeah. off. All
0: right. Well, I mean, for those Maybe. that don't know the strength temple, Richie Norton. Do you want to just give us a bit of a, a bio, let's say, you know, who are you? What have you been doing this last 10 years, 15? Um, well, let's keep it short, because that's obviously quite a
1: long CV. But the the, the meat of the bones is I was an ex rugby player that was hoping to have a career uh, as a professional until I retired and then did all the commentary on TV. That was the dream. Um, but injury ended that quite early on when I was like mid-20s and had to find a backup plan and that backup plan took me on the journey of actually rehabilitating myself first trying to learn what was actually going on with this body that was supposed to be in its prime and it was that journey of actually delving deeper behind the scenes of just banging out weights in the gym and eating lots of food and getting massive to be able to play rugby and obviously work on speed and agility and all those other skills. But there was huge missing pieces of the puzzle. And it was, there was missing pieces that I went to go and explore. And one of those was yoga, mm. um, tried it for about six years and really couldn't get my head around, you know, finding my own rhythm with it and, you know, connecting to that spiritual side of it all. Yeah. But it, eventually I found the right coach. I found the right teacher that was able to connect with where I was coming from and use language and terminology and telling me some inspiring stories about transformation and actually repair and restorative practice. And he didn't really bring in the spiritual element of it or the real history, the real dialogue of Sanskrit. And I I was able to connect the dots and that was my way in. So breathwork came off the back of that. And the breathwork was more about performance. So I came across breathwork practitioners that were more about how to utilize oxygen and, Mm. you know, what was going on with breathing mechanics and and breathing biochemistry. And I never learned any of that. So I was breathing with my mouth wide open most of the time, gassing and just so inefficient my whole rugby career. And it wasn't until I was actually, it was at the end of it that I realized actually, there's hope here to rebuild. Now I know these, these things that I do. Yeah. So in short, I went and became a yoga teacher through that yoga teacher training. I was able to strip back a few layers and get back down to the basics of like what movement mechanics were and breathing and how it affects your mood and your your anxiety and your stress, but also your energy levels and your sleep. And my whole world opened up again. So I trained in breath work, various different practitioners. Um, I obviously had trained as a personal trainer. That was matching my first qualification when I was in Sydney. Mm. But my connection to that was actually through a Brazilian jiu-jitsu college where we, we learned capoeira. And so you had that movement basis even then. Movement, but without all the, the weights and the gym, it was like body weight movement. But this was like, this is 10 years ago. So you know what it was like 10 years ago. It was almost yeah, like non-existent. No, you know, it wasn't no, the yeah. animal flow and all this other stuff going around. So I stopped lifting weights and went surfing, did capoeira, did like, like almost like street dance, breath work, free flow. And just all of a sudden, all my injuries started to go away. And I, I felt stronger and more agile than I've ever felt in my entire life.
0: Yeah,
1: And... Yeah, that was just the tip of the iceberg, really. So I started to delve into training and and my PT, I went to level three.
0: Mm.
1: I think, I don't even know what it was. I think it was still level three in in Sydney. But I came back to do a UK or European accredited course to be able to train people when I came back to the UK uh, about eight years ago, whenever it was. And... I looked at the i mean as you know i, I looked at the, the course and i was thinking well i've got to learn all this to be able to teach in the uk whereas i i felt like i was going back to kindergarten <laughs> and i felt like they were missing a whole chunk of yeah. what i just learned while i was doing my other training in these other disciplines mm. so i was lucky to arrive in london and you know, eight years ago, obviously the game was very different back then. It was, you know, people, you know, PTing, but there's so much diversity there now. And there's so much more in the market. But back then it was more like, I'm just gonna teach my clients my method, my way. Yeah. I'm gonna open up their eyes to looking at food and diet and nutrition in a different way and yeah. just shake up what they think they know and mm-hmm. what they might have learned up until that point. And then say with movement. So it was more about like, I became this coach fast forward to where we are now that took different pieces of different skills and different experiences different teachings different practitioners different methodologies and i just started to like experiment on what worked for me and what worked for my clients and to start to create what i felt was right for that individual for them to go on their own journey of discovery rather than going this is going to work for you it's more like you've got to do the work to see if it's going to work for you and on that journey you're going to uncover something pretty epic and yeah. so yeah that's where i am where i'm now but i mean obviously that's a few years in the making but yeah i now do it online and i work remotely a lot more especially given the, the current situation um
0: do you think you would have what do you think you would have um been as even as a coach if you hadn't have um had that kind of interaction with yoga were you always into movement and, and things
1: nah. like that no nah, well i mean the backstory is as a kid i was always pretty active i i was lucky i was probably the same size i am now when i was like eight years old so rugby at a junior level i was just like killing it yeah so you know i was always out and about i was always active i was i was playing football for my school my college and i was playing mm. rugby it was in my side I was was in the mix and I had promise and I was feeling really good about the whole journey of it all. Um, And around that I would mountain bike, I'd go swimming, I'd I'd try windsurfing, I'd go hiking, I'd go climbing. So I was very connected to my body. I knew it was capable of a lot because I was physically capable. So I'd try everything and it was much better than school and it was much better than college. And because I was thinking about rugby, I thought, well, yeah, this is what I want to do. But never really in in the sort of format of movement practice being something that we need to become more functional as human beings and find the anatomical balance that we all need Mm. to have hopefully a a long life capable of doing whatever we want to do. Right. So it it was almost like going up against the norms of what rugby players back then were exposed to. make myself sound really old but
0: (laughs) well no it's just interesting man i mean i think it's it's the evolution of it's the evolution of of in in our case and probably a lot of the listeners the client you know the client 10 years ago um although you know we all have our uh, our our interests you kind of also having to try and fulfill what you maybe think or we maybe think the client wants right i mean 10 years ago was is that pre uh, Instagram yeah I mean it is pretty much right it's just it was it was kind of bodybuilding right getting Mm. starting to get shredded and all that sort of stuff and then getting Mm. into social media so so do you do you consider yourself a personal trainer now do you say I'm a am a personal trainer or you 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 know do you have another term that you you like to be known um
1: it's it's interesting one actually because one I've been asked to do a few bios for like you know various different interviews or or Asked to explain myself, it, I think it kind of depends who I'm speaking to and how, what I want them to sort of understand or what I want them to connect with from my skill mm. set or my experience. So, coach kind of like becomes the umbrella to the underlying skills. Mm-hmm. So, I, I like I find they're often used maybe a little bit too much when you say human performance or when you say performance mm. coach or a lifestyle coach. My way isn't always going to work for the next person. I like to think I'm I'm a guide or like you know yeah. someone who can uh, facilitate uh, a transformation or yeah. provide some guidance and some structure. So coach kind of like you know yeah. would describe that. It's more I think in a roundabout way, I've got many strings to my bow it's just a case of like in that situation, what do I want that audience or that individual to understand where I'm coming from? So they make a connection to it because I think everyone's on their own journey, right? Everyone's kind of yeah. like searching for something to improve themselves or to change something, or mm. they want some insight or some inspiration or some help with finding their way. So for me, when I think about coach, I think about like what does this person probably feel or want to try and unpack on what is maybe the missing link. So when I describe coach, I think, well, well, I can only coach you in the areas or help you in the areas that I have experience in. I'm very clear on where my remit ends and starts, which I think a lot of people get that blurred line quite a lot and they go into a field, super important. So I'm, I'm very delicate and very open and very transparent about like, you know, this is where I'm at, this is what I've worked on, these are the kind of things I'm fascinated on, these are the things I'm experimenting with. I'd love to explore that with you. So it's yeah. almost like holding someone's hand through the process, guiding them, coaching them, mentoring them to make their own decisions based on what they're getting feedback from.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's
1: why I like, because that way you never really know where this person's gonna go, but it's like, so, you know, yeah. it's their path because they're really resonating with it and you're just like supporting that that journey giving them knowledge insight direction and you're learning at the same time so it's always a two-way street so yeah yeah how do you even title that I think that's the question you know but
0: it's powerful man it's really powerful I think a lot of trainers that I've spoke to especially this year you know questions on you know am I an online personal trainer and am I an online coach I think you just hit the nail on the head that there's there's this, this different roles that you're playing, right? As a, as a, mm-hmm. as a trainer or a coach, you know, part mm-hmm. of it is you're coaching, you're coaching them, you're asking them questions of themselves, and you're guiding. And mm-hmm. then also you may be helping them with their morning movement, and you're you becoming mm-hmm. that trainer again. It's mm-hmm. it's really I think it's a hard one for some trainers, especially when they're looking at trying to create a brand like you know you've done. Is do I do I call myself this 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 thing? That maybe mm. isn't, you know, the best title. I do think coach is is, is kind of banded around a lot now. I think mm. certain trainers maybe get to a point where I've had another trainer coin this. I, he didn't want to be kind of associated with some of the trainers um, mm. that he'd kind of seen in his area. Uh, mm. And so he was just like, well, I don't want to be associated with that. And it's like, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um but, I think it um, would
1: resonate to like on that. I think it's quite good to like not, not disrespect trainers. Not, you know, some people just live and breathe training and yeah. they're incredible at it and they should own that title. Yes. But in certain other environments, that's how he's still a coach. He's coaching someone to train a certain way. He's coaching them to achieve something or work towards something. Mm-hmm. I think you know, I like to think that people are drawn to you based on how what you resonate with or you know how they connect with your language or your teachings or your experience or your personality. Yeah, and I think the more open and transparent people around where their passion really lies or what what's got them to where they are now is really where you're going to make a real bond with that individual, that that coach, that that human being, that that, uh, that new yeah. client, or you know, whoever you're going to sort of work with a team, even they have to sort of feel they can trust you based on how you carry yourself and that you live and breathe and, you know, practice what you preach. And I think a lot of people try and do too much and spread themselves so thin and give themselves all these different identities that it's hard to sort of connect and really know where they want to come in. Whereas I find, you know, a lot of time just keeping it simple you're going to build bigger bonds and get more trust and more respect. And then hopefully there are more results. Right. That, well, that's yeah. how I look at it anyway.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, you get, you, you then exactly build the trust. So um, I guess before we get onto the business and brand and all that, how, how have you been this year? You know, how's COVID affected? Um, you, your training, your, your, your life, you know, mm-hmm. you've been okay or what, what's been? Yeah. I,
1: I'm actually quite lucky. I've, um, as you know, I moved to Wales uh, over a couple of years ago now, and it's yeah. just become more powerful. It's been two being. years, gosh. Yeah, over two years now. I moved here April two years ago. April, oh. uh, so two years this April. So we're already like way into the, the third year. Um, and I'm not planning on going anywhere, but it, that, you know, I, I'm just very grateful that I was able to get out of the city hustle and be able to establish enough structure around an online business and enough versatility with what I was able to offer to be able to like survive it and obviously we work in the health industry
0: Mm.
1: health became a very popular thing people could focus on and at least work through it with so I just kind of felt like right well I'm just going to do my bit you know I just saw it as an opportunity to contribute in, in any way I can to provide some support so you know between you know, managing my own health. You know, luckily I live in nature. So, I, you know, I get to surf, I get to run, I get to hike. You know, I'm so fortunate to have space. It was almost yeah. like, it was such a microclimate where I live. because So many people hiding indoors and not coming out and about. When they did come out, it was like, hi, it was either one thing, they avoided you like the plague. Yeah. Or the other thing was like, ah, oh, people, humans, hi. So it was like, you either felt really isolated and just felt really like you had loads of room and like loads of space and it felt really calming. Or it was, oh, I've just met someone new. What's your story? How are you? Everything okay? You know, and I just felt like it was quite a nice thing to carry into my trick, my teaching when I was teaching online in Zoom or whatever we were doing. Mm. I kind of felt like I could bring this grounded energy into other people's lives. It was almost like, I'm chill, I'm good, I'm healthy, I'm grateful. That share those vibes. And just hopefully that just snap people out of that headspace they totally. might have been in. So it was just like, just embracing the role of being able to do something positive. And that's kind of carried me through the whole year.
0: And you mentioned you, you're living in nature. How far is the, is the sea from you? So people and- Yeah, super
1: lucky. I mean, I feel like I've moved to my retirement home way too early, but it's, <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I don't even have to wear
1: shoes. I can be barefoot in five minutes down to the beach. So I'm, I'm yeah. honestly super, super lucky um I, I try not to tell people where i live so they don't move here
0: yeah,
1: um, yeah, yeah. but it, i'm in wales and I, I love wales and i love the coastline here and i love the people so i'm um, yeah i'm very fortunate to have found a little space
0: Amazing. for now so instagram or well, let's start back on the, the the beginning of your online business right mm-hmm. um you're obviously training people anyway um in london and we can mm-hmm. speak about some of the other um you know hugely high profile clients if you wanted to share that but what, what kind of led you to starting to build an online business was it just going with what people were doing i mean we met on a new balance shoot got, it's going to mm-hmm. be like six years ago seven years ago yeah
1: man that was yeah 2014 it was so oh. in fact two, almost, yeah 2014 15, sorry 14. 14. 2014 maybe 15 on the cusp of that yeah, yeah. around that year five six years yeah Crazy.
0: but yeah but you'd already got you know you, you got the blog as far as I know so obviously correct me you had the blog up and you had the website mm-hmm. up and you'd already started mm-hmm. to build that the, the strength temple yeah uh, obviously on social media what what kind of led you down that
1: so it was about that time actually it was it probably was about four uh, six years ago when the website came around and it was thinking about more just like establishing. A space where i could you know talk and i can communicate things and i could share various different topics that i was interested in you know because what we're talking about it's not always like a straight line to become a trainer or a coach or a therapist or you know a pt you know or a health practitioner whatever it is and there's obviously so many different titles out there right now i just wanted to create a website initially where i could talk about all these different interests that I had, bring in a bit of food, bring in a bit of lifestyle, bring in a little bit of breathwork, yoga, strength training, because I was interested in all of it. Mm. But I also knew I'm not just gonna connect with everybody on a yoga conversation. I actually want people to connect with yoga maybe through strength training because these rugby players that I've been training yeah. want to like connect with it, but through language that I connected with. Yeah. Because if you just go to a website and I think it's just one thing. You're just going to attract those people that are, are coming for that. Whereas mm-hmm. that was never my thing. You know, I wanted to diversify and I also want to have more conversations and have an online presence where I can potentially just see it as an umbrella space for other people to come in and to contribute their bit. And it was just an experiment. Initially I was fighting yeah. it for a long time. I didn't want to be on social media. I didn't want to be, I was doing absolutely fine as a private coach.
0: Yeah. I didn't
1: need social media you know, I was very lucky. I had enough going on to keep me going. And all my clients didn't want to be on social media. You couldn't get away with it. Now they all want to be on it, but it's more, you know, even six years ago, I had to keep all my clients very private. I wasn't allowed to post about them or where I was. And it was all like super hush-hush. So it was yeah. it was a bit of a weird one. It was almost like you just felt a bit odd when you were filming something or posting something. But you eventually just go, well, I suppose I should try it. And let's see yeah. what happens. There's another way to connect with people. Let's give Instagram a go. And that was only, that was five years ago. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was more just knowing that that's the way people were engaging, connecting, and it was a different platform and another opportunity to just have more conversations and maybe inspire people to explore it a little bit more. And that's how I still look at it now.
0: Yeah. And do you did you, at the time, were you calculated, um, uh with you know i'm gonna do posts around this and i'm gonna you know and i'm gonna post every day and it's gonna be about different topics or was it just very much this was just an extension of what you were doing and i'm gonna do a video because you do a lot about um you know morning movements and rituals and stuff which is fantastic because obviously it gives people uh, structure right Oh, well, i mm-hmm. think anyway um but did you were you were you thinking like that were you thinking no. like business you know not really
1: no it was it was never really from a business point of view initially i mean once i realized i could actually make money from you know working with brands and you know potentially doing private jobs and people were you know approaching me from through instagram or something i realized actually it's actually quite a big thing luckily obviously my my uh my uh, my ex was you know big in the game already and she was killing it and i was like i need to get involved in this i need to stop blaming it as something that's disrupting people's <laughs> connection and being human and i'm not a robot and i refuse to like talk yeah. about my life on instagram and blah 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 it was like actually this could be really fun and i actually really love doing it so mm. still to this day i'm very spontaneous i don't pre-record unless it's for a particular campaign I like to think about what's going on in the current climate I like to think what well, I ask my my community what they want what they enjoy what are they here for what do you find really helpful so it's like it changes week to week it's like well, what do I think could be a really valuable right now what do I think would bring someone some joy what would be a positive thing for someone to read today what what have I learned today what's been on my mind this week I'm pretty sure someone else in exactly the same boat. Let's just Mm. elaborate on that, and I'll bring a video to to you know bring attention to it, or or a picture or something. And the underlying tone is basically just sharing what I live and breathe, and what I Mm. what really helps me, and what has been my journey, and what still is my path. And then hopefully, then the people it resonates with are people that want to be a client, or Mm. they want to do business with me, or They want to collaborate in some way because like, I get it. That's, that's, that's with, I'm resonating with that. That's on similar frequency to me. And then I think, well, that's why I don't get trolls. Thank God, luckily, still to this day. But I also don't get people ever, you know, giving me any grief or disputing anything. Because if it is, it's always quite a healthy discussion to share a point of view, which I love. Yeah. So for me, it's a place to go and have conversations and engage with the community. And, and community is such a huge part, I think, of, of overall well being, even online, as long as you're looking the right places. And I think that just needs a little review every now and then because people get caught up in, in worlds that they don't realize who they are or what they turn into because of the consum- consumption of the, the toxic information and then brainwashing content yeah. that they're consuming from people of influence. Yeah. I think we, we all need to check ourselves every now and then to see who we are and where we're at and if we're happy with that place whether you're a consumer of content or whether you're an influencer of content yeah people need to check themselves oh, because I mean we need to I think really understand what the power of that actually that place is and from me creating it am I happy with what I'm doing is yeah. I, am I staying true to myself and is it bringing value? And am I considering how this is going to be taken on board by people consuming it in the right context? And I think that's often gets overlooked. People like content, 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 content. and not thinking about the value and the quality. So I think we all need a little check in on that, a little audit from time to time, including me.
0: It's interesting because I think that a lot of, let's call them younger trainers or let's say in the industry, um, I, th- I do think they struggle sometimes from from hearing and speaking to them about what to sp- to post, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, your your the, the approach of doing what you are interested in and what's going mm-hmm. on will forever give you content, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and you mentioned obviously the no trolling. That's really interesting because mm-hmm. you see, especially here in the UK, um, you know, the amount of it seems, and I'm, I'm going to go on the record and say that just these waves of then just all of these fitness um influencers doing a certain type of content and then it's something mm-hmm. else this is almost mm-hmm. as if well i need to be doing that i need to be doing that exactly um yeah. rather than actually just you know well yeah if you're into um you know focusing on sleep talk mm-hmm. about it you know get it out mm-hmm. there because there'll be people out there that need need help mm-hmm. it's, it's super super powerful um so with the growth of then instagram you know mm-hmm. when did you start to see that that sort of like oh shit you know this is actually a, a thing i could you know not only have more influence but i could actually maybe potentially start to to you know build a business
1: well it, i mean last five years ago the, the the new balance actually the new balance campaign was my first sort of big contract or say big campaign mm-hmm. um that then led into other things um, once you get into mm. a few publications as you know it's like you know you get a bit of a profile boost and then someone sees you're a reputable person to ch- talk with and then it, you start to see the engagement and the growth of your business and your numbers and your community go up and you know get positive feedback and you realize actually this is actually very powerful in terms of a communication chain where I can influence people to either come and do a workshop with me, come and train with me, or a brand wanting to have someone credible come and work with them. And I realized just a few minutes a day, just engaging with people, chatting to people, it actually boosted my, my confidence to know that I actually had something valuable to bring. Yeah, And that's not often seen when you're in obviously Groundhog Day routine, yeah. smashing out PT sessions all day, doing yeah. you know the same thing all day, every day. It becomes... A routine even for your clients which is why you've got to mix it up and why you've got to change yeah. things up and why people should have a break and go and apply it themselves because they just get so used to things being a certain way even if you're making money mm. there's only so many hours in a day but also you need to start taking responsibility for your actions and Definitely. you need to start make sure you're not neglecting your own health while trying to give it all to everybody else which again is unfortunately a big issue in the the influencer world we're all busy trying to like share stuff and be a certain person or turn up to look a certain way or talk a certain way or put on a bit of a front show our highlight reel Mm -hmm. and people are like like dying inside and they're like you know destroying their health their mental health is under so much stress and it's just like it gets all warped because people aren't taking time to ground themselves and check in and switch off and take a breath and review where they're at and what they really are connected with. And, and I find that on the flip side, people wanting to work on their health, that want to train, that want to coach that are curious about improving themselves. The trainer can only do so much. You still got to do the work. So it's, it's often the case where I think people just get molded into what that trainer or that coach wanted them to be. And they haven't really paid attention to what that journey has been giving them in terms of the feedback and the feeling of, confidence and empowerment and mm. mental resilience and i think part of doing the work and exploring different cultures and different practices and different method- methodologies as a trainer and a client is a really great journey to go on and i think if you could invest anything uh anything in anything it's like that journey of discovering what your body wants and what your health needs and, yeah you know, I-, I think I think we get stuck in in the same lane, or we get pulled into another person's lane because that's the new hot topic, like you mentioned, and then we distort all of our messages, and it comes mm. across really, like, uh, fake or or just, just very in inauthentic. And
0: mm. do you ever I, find I, yourself having to check yourself, or? Oh, I do all got... the time,
1: all the time. I get caught up in in waves. Not so much where I don't do what I like. I'm never not doing anything I don't enjoy, but it's more I get pulled into the whole, wow, that's really getting a lot of traction. Wow, that's, mm. people are really into that right now. And it's like, well, I want some of that attention. Of course, yeah. you, know, our, our, you know, the commodity is our attention, right? So it's, it's often the case where I'll just go, well, that's a really cool message. And I see, I try and understand why that's getting attention and why people are resonating with that or connecting with that in some way. And I try and think, well, how can I use a language or use my skill sets and my understanding to try and maybe steer their attention into this way of thinking as well to diversify and to give them some other options? Or maybe just highlight some of the things that probably aren't for everybody that often get neglected because it's the hot topic. People go all in and they're like, you shouldn't be doing that. Do you know why you shouldn't be doing that or why you should tread carefully on that? That's often missed, isn't it? Yes. So I like to be informative. I like to be straight up and I like to try and make it easy to digest so it's not too fancy and not too technical. And that way people at least have the confidence to give it a go. So yeah. I, I think if we all embody that a little bit more, we get our people just going, thanks for that. Or thanks for being honest or thanks for giving me that other side to it. You know, I, I find people just get so stuck in, this is how I do it. And this is how you're going to do it without asking the question
0: yeah. and then navigating it it's together. Best, is it best for them? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. God, so, I mean, so brands started reaching out. I mean, you've worked with some high, high level clients, right? Can you share with some of those um, um, and how did they come I mean, about? You know, or did, did, did some of these come about? Cause I know you were obviously training um, mm-hmm. very much before this anyway, but mm-hmm. did it, did it open the door doing this whole digital business? And, you know, to, to, to other clients, from a one-to-one side of things, or are you kind of hiding away from that? Or shying um, away, but you know, moving away from it?
1: Yeah, well, I, I I don't actually do many one-to-ones anymore. I've got quite a small close-neck group that I, I work with. And every now and then I'll take someone else on if it's a really cool project, or it, it's something that I know will allow me to upskill or allow mm. me to practice what I really love to do. And they're really enthusiastic. So, you know, I love that side of it still. I don't need to do it technically. And it's yeah. quite consuming and a bit restrictive, obviously with all what's going on, but I still like to delve into it and I still like to work with people. One When one. you can't beat that human you connection, can't beat that you, one can't, one you know, stuff, I just love it. that, you know, that magic that you can create there. Um, but I was, I guess I was lucky because I came with a different message and a different kind of delivery as a personal trainer. I was starting to get interaction and I'm being sought out by people that wanted to change up what they were already doing because they thought they were doing enough, but I came in with a slightly different mentality and a different process where I try and unpack, well, the diet, the lifestyle, the sleep, the movement, the mechanics, you know, your mindset, your mental health, and try and sort of work out whether that person was doing everything they could be doing to try and drop some really cool, you know, creative um, seeds. Mm. So with that, I got some high profile clients that were just a pleasure to work with because they were like, I want to get in the ridiculous shape, but they were missing a huge part of what gets them there and what (laughs) keeps it sustainable rather than like get me buff in 12 weeks and then I'll go back to being a slob. It was more about like, well, let's put some, you know, real building blocks in place to actually create a whole new lifestyle for you. So you just feel Mm. happier and healthier every single day forever. You're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah! I, I I'm up for that, <laughs> and it, I just, you know, I became friends with people that I, I felt that were really invested and really respected me, and and it was a pleasure to work with them. And then when you can find that bond, it can open doors to many other things. And I think the the move, you know, I, um, I went to LA for that mm. three week trip, which you know about to um, take after the actor and. Um, that opened up <laughs> so many doors because the, that, that, that three weeks became like three months because we got on like a house on fire. But it was also, um, it was like, let's go on some amazing adventures and let's, let's really live and let's surf. Let's just, not just play in the gym. Let's go out and run. Let's go hike. Let's go mm. run. Let's go swim. Let's learn to surf. Let's go for a walk in the mountains. Let's go, you know, let's challenge ourselves with something different but because of i think how i mixed up the training and took it away from just the gym and just the diet mm. it was it was a way for me to connect with other people of that same mindset or people that were also curious to explore it and that's no different to what i do now but i just obviously have upskilled to be able to back up be more of a lifestyle yeah. m- minded person because i realized that's a huge part of it and as you know mental health being a a huge component of, you know, where people's drive is and their their passion and their power. Um, and when you can unpack that with someone, it's just an incredible gift to give them, but also a journey to go on and share with them. So yeah. I think that's quite a nice way to look at any client if you're someone that's new in the game is, is you know, is be humble, be open to have conversations, ask questions, but also, you know, explore the bigger picture and and challenge what you're learning yeah and do the work yourself and i think that's often neglected that's one of the easiest bits of advice i ever got was was challenge it and and explore other teachers other practitioners and you know put it
0: into practice in your own life
1: yeah i think you connect with someone (laughs) as a human can't you you know
0: that's the thing you know that, that more and more research is coming out now there's a Danish research um, study I saw the other day about this social connection element. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of ties into what you're talking about from a coaching, you know, things where there's never been more fitness offerings than now, right. On mm-hmm. demand, Peloton, all yeah. this. And yet we still see health not changing. Right. And then mm-hmm. that's because mm-hmm. of that social connection that you have with that other human being. But mm-hmm. I think just touching on what you've said about how you've, You've learned it. You've lived it. And, you know, trainers, I always say to trainers as well, you're not going to go and suddenly get Hollywood A-listers from knowing more about reps and sets. You know, it's Mm -hmm. way more than that. Um, mm-hmm. And and if anything, the 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 higher the clientele, the more they've probably worked with trainers, and the more mm-hmm. that they are yeah. educated on training. So they yeah. they want that kind of mm-hmm. you know teach me to be better in in my mm-hmm. whole life, right? Sustainability mm-hmm. around that. So that's super mm-hmm. super interesting. So where are you kind of coming to now? Let's kind of bring it forward. You built this brand. How many followers, for example, have you got? Or what's the metric that you use for the for the for the digital business? Um, well, I mean Instagram is definitely the most,
1: I guess, active place where, where the biggest numbers are, I guess. So the the growth has been, you know, very organic. Um, I like to think, you know, it's, there's some consistency around, me dabbling with twitter and the, yeah. the facebook world as, as the platforms change and tweak things and algorithms and all this kind of stuff and the website is where i feel most of the interaction and curiosity is, is sparked because it gives more people backbone into who i am where i am what i've done and there's a yeah. bit of history there but also you know podcasts i've been on or Mm. books that I read or products that I'm using. And that kind of gives people a bit more insight into the me, the human, not just Mm. the coach, but also I find social media allows me to start conversations, but also preferred um, present or provide a certain style of content. So Mm -hmm. conversation for Twitter, just a little bit here and there, LinkedIn, for example, you know, business to business, usually quite powerful and, Mm -hmm understanding I find stories now and engagement I haven't delved into TikTok yet, but you know, it's more like the the idea of making it real life and making it, you know, normal and, you know, tapping into lifestyle Mm -hmm. allows people to see hopefully behind the scenes of what makes, you know, a well-rounded healthy human. Yeah. Um, But the steer is to grow the business into be able to add value to people that just spend time on Facebook they like hanging out there and that's how that's their community space that's where they get to have conversations and feel connected to people so I give them that opportunity Mm -hmm. but also Instagram is you know visual and pulls people in creatively maybe so I like to think that it's growing organically Instagram Mm -hmm. is definitely the main focus still because that's where I'm making most of my personal and private connections Mm -hmm. to be able to make you know make partnership uh, connections and things like that. And uh, brand um, yeah. connections. So uh, I think it's 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 a moving game at the moment. Um, I am fascinated to look into more of the, the LinkedIn space yeah. um, as I start to develop and create my own, you know, business offering. Yes. Yeah, at the moment, I'm still, I'm still, because you know, I mean, I'm fit as well, so I have this, you know, yeah. nice fit platform which is meant that I have an online offering I have an on-demand offering of of a very high quality with a great community. And and Mm. I I can't beat that. It'd be crazy for me to go and create something similar, whereas, you know, it fits above and beyond more than I could ever create off my own for the cost. So, you know, that's why, you know, conversations that we've had about delving into things even together, it's like, well, Mm. I've kind of got something there already, but how do I bring more meat to that bone?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So the next step is is really creating a a more of a private lifestyle coaching, mentoring, offering that is an on-demand thing. It's a living and breathing changing space, but it's not just an online coaching. I don't want to be that person there all the time live. I will be Mm -hmm. that person, but I want to have a resource there that is providing all of my skills and insight and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: knowledge In a way where it's take-home tools and homework and practices that people can apply like a toolbox Uh, whatever they've got already in place i want to have something else that will bring Mm. a little bit of my energy a bit of my experience so not so much just the training side of things yeah well i I just i've been working with a lot of rugby teams i've been working with a lot of schools and colleges and it's the, the message and the delivery or the content is always the same it's just delivered in a slightly different way um based on the topic or things they would like to focus on and a lot of time it's the well-being aspect that complements the already existing training aspect they've got in place already that's great that's like they've got no idea about i'm like this is actually a huge part of you getting there and you're not there's no infrastructure there for them to like have it so that's what i feel is is my next project um and obviously i know it's gonna be mine i know there's other offerings out there but this is me you know so it's my people that can resonate with me through the social contact that I have already to then give them like, just give this a go, have a little read through. There's some dialogue here to help you maybe piece together what might work for your own program and then use it as a little shopping list, a toolbox to add and take away what you need to try and find your way,
0: you know, into
1: this, you know, as best you can. And I'm here to support you. So yeah, I don't know. We shall see. We shall see.
0: That's, I guess, I mean, you've had that business then for five years, right? You know, yeah. and, and you've got that audience that trusts you, have, have seen you, have seen, mm-hmm. you know, the authenticity. And then that's, mm-hmm. I guess, the powerful thing about having a digital business that you can now bring out different products, um, which is really cool. But I guess if you had to give, um, you know, a trainer that was just starting off, you know, three different or three things that they should focus on now um, mm-hmm. from your experience, what, what would that be?
1: Um, I think the first thing that we just touched upon just then is is actually challenge what you are exposed to and what someone's trying to tell you is the right way. I think we still know so much. We still have so much more to learn. I think as a new trainer, we need to well upskill. That's the easiest way to describe it. Is is diversify connect with practices and methodologies and teachers that you resonate with first, you need to become the entity of, you know, what you want to represent before you go and take on anybody else. So, you know, take the boxes where you have to get accredited and and find, um, Mm -hmm. accredited courses that one you resonate with. Ideally something is already highly reputable and then start to unpack what it is you want to learn about and you want to be passionately connected to and be very diligent around just always questioning those topics and those subjects and that delivery and make it your own. Don't try and mould yourself to be someone else. Mm. And I think always be learning, never be satisfied with where you're at. Yeah, I don't know if I've you know I've probably mentioned maybe a couple there already but I think yeah. it's just never be satisfied with where you're at because the, where we are now is not where we are five years ago yeah if you're still living off what you learned five years ago you're you're going to get lost you're going to yeah. be you're going to fall behind so if you want to step step the bar a little higher and you want to like play with the you know the big dogs let's call it that are killing it right now mm-hmm. it's often the case because they've got a louder voice and they've got more attention and the way to get attention and the way to get reputation, growth, and repeat and referral business is to give more than anybody else and to provide value and to be authentic and to constantly upskill. So you're you're a, you're ahead of the curve, or at least you're keeping up with what we know about the body, the mind, the spirit, well being, yeah. and have a nice, you know, balanced you know, insight. That way you can have conversations and conversations lead to more business or at least learn. It leads to more, you know, information, more knowledge. So keep having conversations, keep learning, stay humble.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Richie. Um, It's been great to catch up and um, really appreciate the time.
1: Thank you, my man.